On this episode of the podcast, we're going to give our best case and worst case scenarios for the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins in the upcoming 2020 season. We're also going to play a little game of start, bench, or cut. We do that with Bol Bol, Christoph Porzingis, and Zion Williamson. We're also going to do that with Luka Doncic, John Morant, and Zion Williamson. And my co-hosts just do not agree with what I have to say. Coming off the bench, this is hard. This is definitely hard for me. It will have to be John Morant. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> We got to do it again. Uh, got we got to do it again. Why do we always have to do this? Why do we have to do this? I have to go with John Moran. I, I, I love Zion. I really, really love Zion. I, I told you it was hard. It was a hard choice. It's not that. It's, it's hard. hard. It's hard. It's not. I haven't seen enough from, from Zion. It's, it's like I have a cheat. Basically, what you are putting all your eggs into is that Zion Williamson is going to live up to all the potentials. That's basically what you're saying. As far as the careers, what you've seen so he far has. to come what? up to come off the bench, I'll take him off the bench. I'll take him off the bench. <laughs> so that means you got to put John Morant on the on the bench. No, I mean you have to cut him. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to another episode of the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am your host. My name is Oenyi. I want to thank you very, very much for joining us today. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please subscribe. You can do it on all major podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam. Just go ahead and subscribe um, because we have a great show. If you want to listen to us on the radio, you can always, you can always do that every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. On Afro Vibes Radio. What is the deal, Low? How are you doing, sir? Man, I'm cooling. It's low. We're gonna make this thing happen. We'll have a great show today, guys. Yes, sir. And to my left is Big Chris. What's going down, bro? I'm Big Chris now. Yeah, man. <laughs> what <When that> happened? <laughs> you know, you know I, hey, hold on. I, I, I normally reserve that for for Low and, and Trey, okay. but you know, I'll give you the big today. Hey, what's good, y'all? <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> I didn't know you liked that so much, man. No, don't, don't, do do more don't, don't do it again. Don't do it again. So guess what time it is, fellas? Guess what time, what time is, it? is it? What time is it? What's going on? It's time for one of my favorite segments of all time. It's called Famous Athletes, Famous Quotes. New Channel Sports Podcast presents Famous Athletes, Famous Quotes. So how this works is... <laughs> Why is that so funny, man? I, sometimes I wish they could see us. How that works is he's pointing dead at me. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Explain it to him. Let him how it works is I'm going to give you some clues about a famous athlete. You're going to try to guess who the famous athlete is by these clues. By the end of the clues, I'm going to tell you that person is and now i'm gonna play their most famous quote all right so to be clear are you gonna give us three clues and then we guess at the end or are you giving us one no, clue at a time won't do a clue at a time if you if you guess who it is you know like some people like to ruin things <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna say any names chris he's talking about chris obviously. <laughs> if you can guess it go ahead that's fine go ahead and say what person is i'll still give you the other clues just so you know some of the other you know details about them or accomplishments Sounds good. all right so the um First clue I will give you. It's a very generic clue. So I don't want anybody to guess it too, too soon. This athlete is an NFL player. He was born March 30th 
of 1988. Got it. You got it already? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> he looks sad. You like, got it already. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? And you get, just, just throw something out there. 1988? Maybe you get 1988. Let's see. So My math going to be proven to be real wrong. How old would they be? The player would be 32. 32. Okay. He would be 32 years old. How old is Aaron Rodgers? I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. No, no, and, okay, no, so no, let me go to the next clue because I don't want you to even guessing too much. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this player was selected to five Pro Bowls. Five. Five time. Do my burger tea. Five time. Five time. Five no, time. No, you got to give a guess this time. I know I do. Um, let's see. Earl Thomas. No. That's a good guess. That is though. a real good guess. That's a real good guess. Stop it. <laughs> All right. This next clue might give it away. Maybe. This player won a Super Bowl in 2014. Who won the Super Bowl in 2014, Low? 2014. Phones down. I, I, see I, look, I, was trying to, I was trying to see who won the <laughs> Super Bowl in 2014. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to deduce here. Because Lowe's a math guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to deduce here. That's the, see, that's that's the year that uh, Des caught it. Who went to the who went to the Super Bowl that year? I have no idea. All right, too late, too late. Time's up. So this next clue might give you. It will definitely give you the position. All okay. right, they led the league in interceptions in 2013. Okay, so clearly it was a safety or a cornerback. Uh, I have no idea, man. This person either. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. Now, you got to think about it. Whenever I do this, this, this person has a famous quote or two in their, in their repertoire. Oh, there are reasons. No. Richard Sherman. There you oh. go. <laughs> no, but he played, he played for the Patriots, but I don't think the Patriots went that year. Okay, yeah, good, good. Yeah, so um, he was drafted by Seattle. Oh, you were close round. with Earl Thomas. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's why I got scared. I was like, this no, is that's a good, that's a good, that's a good I guess. I just had to remember the players and I would have I come down to it. All right, good, yeah. Yeah, so he was drafted by Seattle in the fifth round in 2011 as well, and they did win the Super Bowl back in 2014. They beat the snot. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Yes, they did. In that Super Bowl. So what do you guys think Richard Sherman's most famous quote is? Oh, that's easy. Oh. Come on now. I I don't know exactly what he said, but I just remember it was, he was going um, off. I think it was Andrews who was yeah. interviewing him. Mm. He said, You don't put that scrub <laughs> on me. <laughs> no he, better than he that. actually has a couple of, you know, pretty famous quotes. I think he was talking to what's was it the one was the one he said that's to Tom Brady? Is it you mad, bro? Oh, you him? mad, bro? That, that was that, him. That was him. Yeah, was he did that. And then he had a rant with Skip where he was talking to Skip oh, Bayless. Yeah, that's that's, true. A, that's a hilarious <laughs> one. Oh, my God. His facial expression throughout that whole thing. He's not smile. He's not playing with Skip. Oh, at all. No. That is, but his most famous quote will probably be where he's um, tearing Crabtree apart. Yeah. Man, he hated, he hates Crabtree. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> something, something about Crabtree you don't like, though. Even him and, um, Talib, what's the guy's name? Talib. Uh, Talib. 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 I mean, dang, they don't like each other either. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, but. Because Michael. Nah, I ain't gonna say it. All right, so this is Richard Sherman's uh, famous quote. Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. 
gonna set it for you real quick. L-O-B. All right, before and Joe, back over to you. All right, so that was famous athletes, famous quotes. All right, let's keep into the NFL, right? So we're doing this thing where we're we're going over different NFL teams around the league, and we're going to continue to do this until the NFL season starts. So the two teams I want to look at are the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. What kind of season are they going to have in 2020? We're going to start with the Miami Dolphins. Worst case, best case scenario. For me, <laughs> for the Miami Dolphins, it doesn't really change much for me. Um, best case scenario, six and ten, maybe, maybe seven and nine, maybe. Worst case scenario, uh, what, five and eleven. I, I don't see them having a productive year. I just don't. I think they're uh, a couple of years away. Um, even if if they find a way to um, have their their quarterback play this year, I'm not I'm not for sure that he's going to play. Um, even then, you know, they're still a couple of years away. I don't. I don't see them having a productive year this year in 2020. I just don't. Um, so, recently, Tua Tagovailoa, their quarterback, mm-hmm. um, I think he passes physical. Right. So, hopefully, he'll be able to play this season. I don't know if they want to start him. Right. Particularly in Week One, because Week One they're playing the Patriots. Um, and, and you know how Bill and, Belichick and, loves to, loves to quarterback. play. I was going to say at New England, but they're not going to be fans likely, so that that helps. I look through their schedule honestly. I've gone through a lot of team schedules in the league. They have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. Their schedule is difficult because the Bills aren't – we're going to talk about the Bills, but they're not a bad team. You have the Patriots in your league. So the only team in their division that they have a shot at beating is the Jets. But guess what? The Jets have a shot at beating them as well. And then they're playing the NFC West this year, who I think is a class of the NFL. So best-case scenario for them, best case, is they win six games. And that's if – I mean – Everything is firing. I mean, they're doing really good. Worst case scenario, they may they may win one or two games. I don't see them going winless, but it could happen. No, I, I want to re- rephrase what I said. I said worst case was like five or eleven. You're right. Yeah, they could go winless. That would be the opposite of the, the Miami Dolphins team that went undefeated. But yeah. yeah, I could see that. So very interesting. I agree with your points. I don't think we should sleep on the Dolphins. Now, keep in mind with the. Stuff going on with their quarterback situation. Yeah, yeah. Fitzpatrick and, and everybody else who was playing. They went five and eleven, right? And they were competitive in the games that they played last year. They added a, a bunch of key free agents uh, this year. Now the only problem is we still have a quarterback carousel, so we still don't know who's going to be their starter. Yeah, right. Tua hasn't had an off season. I think if you stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick, you, you still have an opportunity to win some games. Best case scenario. I've got them going ten and six. What? Yes. Yeah. Come I'll, on, low. I'll, I'll explain. Low. Why. I'll no. Explain why. <laughs> you know my new thing is low. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain why. All right. Let's let's hear it. Let's now, hear I usually it. don't like to. I don't. I usually don't like to go back and say, well, what did they do uh, last year, and then they'll play better this year. But I think you have a team that's 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 more talented. They spent a lot of money in free agency. They're more talented. That doesn't mean you're going to win. But I think now they're developing a winning uh, a winning culture. Okay. I think that they're, they've brought on some great leaders. Now they have Byron Jones there as their starting quarterback. And what team did he play for? Play for the Cowboys. Uh, okay. But that is, it's not, we're not talking about okay. his play person. He's wanted to beat very, you. He wanted to beat you to the Exactly. That's what you I knew you were going to bring it up. Hey, come on, every show, every show. But the guy's a really good leader. I think they're bringing in good leaders to their team. Now, best case scenario, I see them probably going four and two 
What do you mean worst case scenario? No, best case scenario. Oh, okay. And their and their uh oh, division. Their division. Oh, four and two in the division. Four and two in the division. Houseway. So, oh, okay. So, <laughs> so they'll get swept by Buffalo. Okay. But okay. then you win, you beat the Jets. I mean, the Jets don't really have much going on. Okay. And then best case scenario, especially with everything we have going on right now with the New England, there is a possibility, and they've always been known to steal a game yeah, here or there yeah. with New England. Okay. So best case scenario. It's four and two. Four in and division. Two in okay. their division. Wow. Yeah, key wins. Against the Raiders, Chargers, and then and then the Cardinals, and then you've got a couple wins here and there. Uh, probably, I think you have them winning against. Uh, they play the Bengals. So I give you and that. Then the Bengals. So that's why I say ten and six. So you're going to lose against all your great teams, but their division is what's really going to help them. All right. Worst case scenario, I have them going five and eleven, six and ten. Okay. All right. So now that's going opposite. Now that's two and four in your division. But so, you, so basically, you think they're a decent team. I think that they have an ability to be very sneaky. So I'm not underestimating them. So you just kind of got to look at all their moves and then yeah. their mentality. It's about so, the mentality. If we're talking about the Jets, it's a whole different situation. Yeah. Them boys ain't doing nothing. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> but my, Miami, I, I think they've got something going on. And, and, and and I'm being very generous with ten and six. But oh, you're being very me. generous. I'm being very generous. Okay, I do see them. I I, I see them at least get getting to eight and eight. Well, possibly I, nine and seven. I, I, but I think ten and six can happen with some key wins against some of these teams. I think what you're hanging your hat on, and correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but you <laughs> must have you must really like Brian Flores, your coach. You must think he is the new Tom Brady. I'm not Tom. Bill Belichick, or I don't know Sean McVay, or uh, who's the guy for the 49ers? Uh, Shanahan, Shanahan, because I, how they would get to ten and six on a on a great year, I, I don't see it with a rookie quarterback. That I mean, no, no, I, I think it has to be Fitzmagic. It's, it's got, yeah, it's yeah. Got, oh, it's so got you, with this scenario, it's definitely Fitzpatrick. It's, it's, yes, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I get you. Right I get you. Yeah. <sighs> Fitzpatrick is such a up and down quarterback, and that's just that's loosely putting it right. Yeah. Like he goes up. And he goes all the way down. He's either really, really up or he's really there. There's no middle ground there. So y'all but know. I, I just think they have an ability to be really, really, really sneaky. But I don't know if that's going to be consistent. Now, you talk about leadership. They do have new leadership on that team. That that may help them out right. to be more consistent throughout the year. Yeah. But I still got to go back and look at uh, Fitzpatrick. I had Fitzpatrick. You know, I love daily fantasy football. I had Fitzpatrick in some kind of lineup every Week until he had that big game, mm-hmm. and he had that big game and helped me win. After that, I was like, okay, I can take you out now, because <laughs> I knew after that it was going to happen again. So he's really, you know, what, what do they call it? a boomer bust Absolutely. quarterback? So I don't know if he can consistently give that team what it needs to go ten and six. I don't see them being a playoff team. I really don't. And your explanation of him is perfect. If yeah. you're a team you're trying to make the playoffs, you don't want to see him on the other side. Well, it's it goes either way. Either he's going to give you the game early or he's going to beat you with a miracle. And I don't think that's ten wins. I don't think so. Either. That may get you about six. But what I like what Lowe is saying though, Lowe is talking about a culture. Right. And and I under, I can I can give you that. I just don't see the culture giving them anywhere over six See, wins. and I'm, I agree with Lowe. I just don't think it gets as high as tennis. I think the mm-hmm. culture can get you a good seven and nine, mm-hmm. eight and eight, eight season, and, eight. and yeah. you know, okay, this team is progressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see playoffs in the Dolphins picture right now. I just don't see that. And 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 maybe I think Lowe would have a point if they weren't playing the NFC West. Because in my true. opinion, that's automatic own four. <laughs> <laughs> that's own four. And then in your division, I see them going one and five. I see mm-hmm. I think they beat the Jets once and that's it. That's already nine losses. That's my yeah. point. Already. That's my point though. You have you don't have a very consistent Raiders team. 
And they the, play the Raiders this year. And they and they're playing the Raiders again this year. They're playing the Chargers as well. Okay. And then they're playing the Cardinals. Yeah. So uh, those those three teams right there are really really key. And and they have an ability. They have enough talent that there's enough stuff there. Not saying that offense is going to, you know, uh, uh, take off and all, but I think the team collectively can can do some things enough to where you can claw out some of these. So it might be one of those where they're overachieved and got to 10 and 6. Yeah. But not necessarily saying that, well, this is the next up and coming team. But I think they've got some things there with some of these teams that they're playing. I was looking at those, those particular matchups and the struggles that those teams are going through. If they do the right things, I think they have an ability where they can they can do some things. And when I was going through their schedule, the one thing I wanted to keep in mind is I want you guys' opinion on this. How with there not being a crowd, do we already know that the offense is going to be favored, but does that help the coaches more? When I say coaches, I mean do the good coaches have an advantage over yeah. the bad coaches in no that doubt. scenario? The good coaches have a definite advantage over the bad coaches because well, it's not that much of an advantage. But it is still going to be an advantage. Because you yeah. look at some bad coaches with the crowd noise there and everything going that, that's on. My point. And the stress level going up. They might yeah. be like, okay, yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, but with the crowd noise not being there, the good coaches are always going to have the advantage because they're, they're good coaches. They yeah. know how to prepare their team yeah. for certain situations. If you're a bad coach, maybe you want to talk about like what category. Are there bad coaches, you know, what category is that in? Are they bad yeah. at preparing? Are they bad at making, you know, decisions the during big, the game? Exactly. Right. So I, huge, yeah. yeah, so I don't, the good coaches are still going to have the advantage, but, you know, it might actually help the bad coaches a little bit. See, I, I think it yeah. does. That's why I asked the question. Right, because right. when I, and I'm in no way saying Brian Flores is a bad coach, but the point is, in the big moments in games, you don't hear the crowd like you're mm. talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do have that little clarity in your brain. Well, let's do this. Mm. And I think that will help the coaches who are, who haven't been those big scenarios. I'm thinking also um, the Texans coaches. Well. Billy Boy. Billy Boy. But um, just I, I, I really do believe that this really does help the bad coaches. Mm. A lot of people would think it would hurt them. I think it helps them because in the big moments, they may have a second to think about it. Right. It's it just really it a right It really decision. just depends, though. It depends. Like I was saying on what? What does it help them with exactly? I think the, the your point is perfect. I think it's with the actual game time decisions. Okay. Mm-hmm. But okay. they're going to look a lot worse if they're not prepared. <laughs> right. It's going to be very and obvious. So, and that's, that's what I was trying to allude to. How well – we're going to really find out how well Bill O'Brien prepares his team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for years, I, I just thought, you do not prepare your team very yeah. well. But now we're gonna re- it's going to really come to the forefront. Without all the crowd noise and everything, yeah. you know, it helps the offenses tremendously. Absolutely. I mean, the defenses, they're the ones that benefit the most from the crowd noise. Absolutely. Because they got to change their signals and everything like that. They don't have that anymore. Absolutely. They're just there playing backyard football. Yeah. So it's going to be really – that's a good good point that you bring up. It's going to be really interesting to see. All right. So the next thing you want to talk about in the same division, the Buffalo Bills, they went to the playoffs last year. Um, if not for the, the best number four in the game, they might have <laughs> – <laughs> they might have advanced to the playoffs. I, I find this Buffalo Bills team to be a very, very interesting team to me. They're one of the more interesting teams as I try to analyze what they're going to do as far as their 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 best and worst case scenarios. They're a solid team. Let's put it out there. Their defense is legit, right? So when I look at this team, like with most teams, what's going to propel them to the next level is one Josh Allen. Let's just put it out there. If he can up his game to the next notch, then you're potentially looking at 
a surprise team going deep into the playoffs. Oh, to me, that's that's the surprise. I think most people think they're going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I they, do they, they were, really? I don't oh, really yeah. hear. No, no, okay. they, were, they were a surprise last year. Because last no, year, I mean, su- yeah. yeah, last year was a surprise. But they shouldn't year. surprise you. No, this they're year. not going to surprise you this year. So it, it wouldn't surprise you if they went to AFC Championship game no. this year. Well, I didn't tell. I, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's the next <laughs> level to me. Yeah, it wouldn't. It would surprise me a little bit. It's a, it's a little bit. I think when I, okay, when I say surprise team, I'm looking at a team that's really really dangerous. Like maybe during the middle of the year, they have a really good start. They're six and zero, seven zero, or yeah. you know five one. Like okay, well, this team has really come together, and that would be all on the shoulders of Josh Allen. Can he get to that next level and really make this not just a playoff team, but a championship contending team? Now, with that defense, I already think that the defense is world class. Absolutely. It's just on Josh Allen. Now they have uh, Stefan Diggs there as well to try to add to the weapons that he has. Do I think they get to that next level? I think they have the potential to get there. I saw a lot of good things from Josh Allen in that playoff game. But on the, on the flip side, <laughs> I saw a lot of bad things to him in Not that playoff. Bad, yeah, like, they, they really. What are you doing? Right, right. But I saw somebody that was really trying to help their team win. Look at Deshaun Watson. Yeah, there's some things that he does. You're like, what are you doing? They, oh, wow! Because he has the athletic no, it's ability. Never, what are you doing? Right, it's right, just right. Wow, wow. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I'm trying to use it to compare it to Josh Allen because mm-hmm. Josh Allen tries to do some of the same things, but it's like, oh, what are you? What are you doing? Because yeah. he can't get away with it. But I think that if he can grow as a quarterback and learn to read defenses better and learn when to run and when to pass, that is a really good team. Yeah, I really think so. And they can be their ceiling to me can be twelve and four. I really do honestly believe that. I don't think that they're a team that's gonna, you know, really miss the playoffs. They're gonna be in playoff contention. So their their floor, I mean, the floor is twelve and four, and then the lowest they can go to is probably like about nine and seven, something like that, because their defense is just way too good. So I see the Buffalo Bills in that category. What have we talked about throughout not just this podcast, but earlier? The position that hurts the most with no crowd is defense. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Buffalo is one of the hardest stadiums to go and play in, particularly later in the season. They don't really have that advantage. So then you got to look at Josh Allen. Can he prove himself this season? I think worst case scenario for them, I don't see them. Worst case, I see them losing eight games. Because I do believe to an extent in Josh Allen. He's athletic. I do think that the 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 crowd noise, not necessarily being there, may help him, may not. But I think he's going to take a little step forward. Even I, I think he will. So worst case scenario is 8-8. Eight and eight. But again, we just talk about the Dolphins. The biggest problem with the Bills is they play the NFC West, and that's difficult. And not just the NFC West, they also have the Chiefs on their schedule. Their schedule is not really easy, to be honest. Um, and... Best case scenario for me, I actually agree with you. I think they can go twelve and four, maybe even thirteen and three. Um, I had them prior to a certain Superman coming in New England, and we'll talk about them later. I had them winning that division. I don't have them winning the division anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, my point is, on a really good day, they in a really good season, they could win the division, and you could even argue they're favored to win the division. Honestly, particularly with some of the things that are going on in New England. So, best case scenario, they could go twelve and four. 13 and three, that would be, but if that happens, it has to be another step forward for Josh Allen. Right. I don't care how good the defense is. It's all about Josh Allen. No doubt. You make a really compelling point, Chris. And I, and I agree with both of you. Um, best case scenario, I, I do have them going 12 and four. And the more I think about it, and you keep talking about this crowd noise. I, I, I feel it's going to affect teams a lot more than I, I, I ever imagined. Yeah. But the reason they'll go 12 and four will be because of, it has to be because of Josh Allen. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
Buffalo has done such a great job as an organization now building a team. They were one of those franchises where they were in line with the other dysfunctional franchises like the Jets and, and, uh, and Cleveland. They've done a great job, you know, building a winning culture. Now team, now players want to go there and play. Uh, it used to be a situation where players, if you went to Buffalo, that, that's where your career ended. Now it's a place where you can go and resurrect your career. Um, so 12 and four, I got, I got them going at best. Initially, I made it a little bit worse as far as the worst case scenario. Uh, went six and ten, mm. and this is if they just completely fall on their, their butts and, and on defense. And, and I can cannot. see that when you yeah. go through the schedule. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so that's three and three in their division, and then upset by Arizona, they lose to the Rams, uh, Steelers, Titans, Seattle, the Chiefs, and the Forty ers And every single team you mentioned, they could absolutely lose those games. Mm-hmm. I'm changing mine to seven and nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with low. I'm with low. It could get bad. Yeah, what, what we have talked about coaching a yeah. little bit here. I think Sean McDermott is a solid coach. I like to use yes. the word solid. Yeah. I just when I think of the Buffalo Bills, I think of a solid team. Like there's not really anything that's just you know up yeah. there, but they're not. That low either, anything yeah. also. So they, I, they have the ability to. This the vision I see for them is the ability to be like the Steelers, not so much offensively, but a culture coming going back and reclaiming you know the the, the Bills of the past yeah. and being that team that's always been that's always a and that's a good point because they're a storied franchise. Even Absolutely. though they didn't win the Super Bowl when they went four straight times, yeah. it is to do that is incredible. They mm-hmm. do have some history. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not great. It's not a good thing, <laughs> yeah. but it is good history. And then on, and, and you make a good point when you talk about the Bills and their team. I, when you go through their schedule and you think about Josh Allen, which we always ask a question on this podcast is who's in line to make the biggest leap as far as putting themselves into an elite category? He could do that this season. He very well could. Do I think he will? I think that's up in the air, but they play. Um, a schedule against certain teams where you're going to see, okay, who is this guy? I don't think right, it's great right. for the Bills because mm-hmm. by the end of this season, they're going to know if he's their guy or if he's not I, their guy. I don't think it's going to be that obvious. He's one of the more compelling. When I analyze quarterbacks, he's one of the more compelling quarterbacks to me. Mm-hmm. When I look at other quarterbacks, I'm like, okay, yeah, Deshaun Watson, he's the man. And then you look at the other side of the spectrum, Dak Prescott, he's definitely not the man. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to do this. <laughs> We're gonna do this. I'm sorry. Shout out to my boy Dak, man. <laughs> Since Trey's out here, I'll get as many shots off as possible. <laughs> bang bang. No, so, just, if you but, saw Lowe's face, Lowe was like, "Yep, yep." And then he was like, "What?" The? <laughs> okay, but but my point being is, is this: he's like right smack dab in the middle. Like I don't know. I really have no idea if he's gonna take a step back or a step forward. I yeah. really don't know. But it's it's, it's early. He's only going into his third year. Right, yeah. right. It's, so it's really early. I mean, just play solid. Play right. a little better than you did last year. Make the key, th- key throws. Let's see the improvement and just become a better uh, quarterback and a better mm-hmm. leader. But even offense. though it's early, though, I don't – does he have it? Is he special? He reminds me He reminds me of Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's got the arm. Uh, I don't think he's got the accuracy, but he's got the little no, he athleticism. he doesn't have the accuracy. Yeah, so he and, and that's the problem. But he's got the arm. He has the athleticism. Maybe surround him with a few more weapons. I mean, his receivers played very well last year. Now you've added a big one here. So Stephon uh, uh, Diggs is going to be huge for him. Right. You know, so this might this 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 is probably what would help him a lot. I like your Matthew Stafford point. I like how you couch your like not necessarily the player, but more of his surroundings, what he mm-hmm. can do potentially. Right. I just wish the Bills would have called the Texans. <laughs> I just, how come y'all didn't call the Texans? At least the Texans would have got a first round pick, but. That's not on their end, though. That's, it's not on their end. That's, that's, that's on the Texans. Yeah. But when you talk about Stephon Diggs, and 
we're talking about the Bills, right? Is he an elite an elite receiver? Really, I don't think so. I mean, but we're going to find out exactly. So, I, Josh Allen, he as as much as I may want to knock him at times, has he ever played with an elite position player? Nope, no, no, no. he hasn't. No, and I don't think Stephon Diggs is elite. I think he's good. I think he may be worse. He may be a detriment if if he's a problem, right? right? I don't know. We don't really know if he is or he isn't yet. But if he actually is a problem, then he may be a detriment, not a plus to that team. Right, right. I get you. But then he, you can make the argument that he's the best receiver on the Oh, there's no doubt. Team. Yeah, he, so. he better be the best receiver. Oh, absolutely. They paid for him to be the best receiver. Right. As far as trajectory rise, I look at his career, um, Josh Allen. It's kind of similar to what Tony Romo was doing, right? Tony Romo came in. He just – Turnover's more so though. He just came in and he's like, okay, this is this is the guy for your team now, but we don't really know no for sure. Yeah. I know Bill Parcells at the time was like, everybody hold on. Yeah. He's not that guy yet. And I kind of look at Josh Allen in the same kind of realm. Is he really the guy? So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Josh Allen is definitely the key to that Buffalo Bills team getting to the next level. No yeah. doubt. Okay. Good stuff, guys. Very good. So let's go into the NBA, right? We're gonna do this thing that we I like to do. People around social media like to do it too as well. It's called start, cut, or bench, or cut, start, or bench, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever order you want to put it in. We're going to bench somebody, we're going to start somebody, and we're going to cut somebody. Now, I had three players at first on the list for you guys to debate about, but my co-host did not like that list. They said it was too easy. So I'm going to try to make can you, it. Can you tell them the list? <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell them the list. I'm not going to tell them the list. But anyway, I made a new list, right? So we got three young players, three of the probably the, the 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 youngest, hottest players in the league right now. So we're going to start one. We're going to run a bench one. And one, unfortunately, is going to be cut. And the way I kind of want you to look at it is all three of these guys are on your team. They're playing. And the general manager is telling you, the owner is telling you, you got to make a choice. Who's going to start? Who's going to get cut? Who's going to be on the bench? So we have John Morant, who we talked about a little bit on our previous podcast. Rookie of the year, probably. And then we have uh, Luka Dantage, which Low loves. Low loves him some Luka. And then we have Zion Williamson. High-flying, electric player, and athletic specimen. So I guess I'll start. Who am I going to start, right? It has to be Luka Dantage. That's just me. Overall, what he can do on the basketball court and how he can improve the other players around him is just more valuable than anything. I think that he definitely has his head on straight and he can definitely lead a team to that next level. So if I'm on a team and he's there, he's definitely going to start over John Morant and Zion Williamson. That's just me right there. So Luka Doncic is my starter. Coming off the bench, this is hard. This is definitely hard for me. It will have to be John Morant. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) We got to do it again. Uh, we got to do it again. I got, Why I do got, we always have to do this? I got Why do we have to do this? I have to go with John Morant. I, got I, I love Zion. I really, really oh, love no. Zion. I, I told you it was hard. It was a hard choice. It's not that. It's hard. Certain. It's hard. It's not. I haven't seen enough from, from Zion. It's, it's like I have a cheat. Basically, what you are putting all your eggs into is that Zion Williamson is going to live up to all the potential. That's basically what you're saying. As far as the careers, what you've seen so <laughs> far to, to come what? off to what? come off the bench, I'll take him off the bench. I'll take him off the bench. <laughs> so that means you got to put John Morant on the on the bench. No, I mean you, you have to cut him. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we shall see. He's they both came into the league. Who's rookie? Who's gonna be rookie of the year? We've all decided that's gonna be John Morant over Zion Williamson. So point to me right there. I have the stage. I have the stage. Let me finish. Let me finish. You asked questions. You did. Oh, I did ask a question. I'm sorry. It was a rhetorical question anyway. So all I'm saying is this. I got Luca starting. Off the bench, I gotta give it to John Morant because I do I am not convinced that Zion Williamson can live up to all the hype. I know he has a lot of potential. I really do. This is more so of a thing like I know they're both good. And I have to take for me, I'm putting what I'm putting more into account is what I've seen from John Morant. The guy is a beast. Right? He's one of the he's a special player. He can score pretty much anyone. I want to see that in Zion Williamson. I know he's special. Y'all already gave away who y'all are doing already by, by your reaction. <laughs> I mean, but that's, you, that's, you, you played yourself. <laughs> you played yourself. That's what I'm going with. We'll, we'll, we'll see down the line who's, who's right or not. I, I still think Zion Wilson will be so, a special player. So, so let's, let's, just, let's just cut to the chase here. Right. Let's ask you the question that we need to ask. At this moment, what, what, mark the tape. Right. <laughs> let's right. mark the tape. At this moment, O'Enny is saying that he believes John Morant will have the better career than Zion Williams. Right now, at this moment, I, I and you that, are wrong. That, that, that might change. <laughs> are that you, might change. So if, you, if, you're reserving no, no. the right. No, no, to there's, there's right. no reserve. No reserve. You can't reserve your no, right to change. Of course. How? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Who's had the better year so far? John Morant or Zion Williams? Well, Scotty, you got to get yeah, the yeah, okay. Okay. And that's and that's no, no, basically what I'm basing on. That's not the question I asked you though. No, no, I'm just letting you know more why I made the decisions that I made. I've seen more. On John Morant that I have on okay, Zion. I just need you. I just because for marketing tape purposes, our podcast <laughs> listeners know this. Let's just mark the tape. Are you saying here today, O'Enny, that John Morant will have the better career than Zion Williams? Yes, right now, right so, now, better than Zion, right now. Right now. Right now, I'm saying. No, that. don't do that. Right now, you gotta I'm own saying. it. You gotta own it. Are you saying he's gonna have a better career? You own say, it. You gotta say own it with your chest. Say it with your chest. I can't. Okay, because it was really that close. I'm not saying oh, it's like wah, really. Wah. <laughs> You know, before it began, we were thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is so difficult." Yeah. Now that we're we're, we're now talking we're talking about, about no, like, no, this is, this no, is easy. That, really so easy. the first list I had was more difficult than this one. No, that oh, wasn't. No, no, that was. <laughs> but Lo, go ahead and tell us who 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 you would start: Luka Doncic, Morant, and I'm cutting. Oh, I'm sorry. See, Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, Zion is coming off the bench. Thank you. And my man, I'm sorry, but Morant, I'm cutting you, bro. You see, Lo, God bless you, bro. God bless. Now, you. Another thing I want to add to about, about this, this shit is this. We did talk about Morant's mentality. You see how, we, how I don't mean to cut you off. See how we're coming together on this podcast. I've agreed some with you. I've agreed with some. But you agreed with me once. You, right? well, if well, you call that coming together, okay, fine. But well, this is one time. Well, look, you did this with yourself, just <laughs> yeah. like Chris said. Yeah, so I mean, you talk about John Morant and, and his mentality too, though. I just, there's something about John Morant when I see him on the basketball court. I'm like, that's that guy's a winner. And there's certain things like that. That's Kind of where I'm going with this. We'll see, though. We'll see. Don't get me wrong. Zion Williamson has potential. He really does. But I just, I don't know. I just don't know. And I'm not saying he's not going to be good, but will he have a better career than John Morant? See, the, the reason why you're wrong, straight up, the reason why you're wrong is because we're looking at potential. Right, right. right. So His ceiling is definitely higher. Whose ceiling is uh, higher? Zion Williamson. Oh, okay, good. I thought yeah, you were going to yeah. say John. I, I was about to say that we're done. He was about to jump But on. I would say John Morant's ceiling, if I had to give him one, is maybe a, a better pass than Damian, L- Damian Lillard. Seriously. I mean, he's a good shooter. He can pass. He's athletic. So he's just maybe a better Damian Lillard. Not that much better. 
And but for Zion, I don't. There is. I don't. Mean, there's no player comparison. He could be just an all time great. So at this, ah, he could you, be all time. You great. don't think Zion is good? No, no, no. I'm not. I just don't think. I don't put him in the same. When I see him coming out of college, I thought he was overhyped. I don't look him in the same category as LeBron James. Not even close to me. I have not seen enough. Of From Zion. what I've seen him play in the NBA Ooh. so far, he's been phenomenal. He's treated NBA players like children. <laughs> <laughs> they look like kids so, next to him. So from what I've seen from him, and I know you might not like this comparison. I look at him as being someone that can be similar to like a Larry Jones. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the podcast. We appreciate I do that. Uh, I'm the one that does that. We lost, we lost Chris. And just and is this because of his his physical stature? That's why. I look at, you know, he's kind of built like, you know, Charles Barkley. He's not really the tallest person out there. I know he's physically gifted. And then I got to put this into account too, man. I don't know if he can stay healthy. I really don't. He's had a couple of knickknack injuries here and there. Really? And he was, well, but still, though, it's early. I know. Yeah. But still, though, can he keep it? He, and he plays physical. Like He goes to the hole all the time. He gets he plays hard on every single play. He goes for the rebounds. I, I just don't know. And I, don't, and, 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 I, and, I, and I get it. Mm. I get it. Yeah, the guy's a physical specimen. You know who he reminds me of? Remember Big Baby from uh, the play for the oh, Celtics? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of in that kind That's of mode a little bit. No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, I wanted to continue speaking. I was going to cut him off. It's like, you know what? Let him continue explaining. He means a much better Big Baby, I'm, I'm sure. A, oh, of course. Yeah, I'm just talking about as far as his physique. Mm. But you make a lot of compelling points in terms of the way that he plays. And he'll obviously have to uh, move with the NBA in terms of, you know, Having a consistent developing a shot and shooting some threes if he if he needs to, but he'll need that to have longevity in his career because as as age comes, he's not going to be dunking all, all all game. Not everyone's going to be a LeBron James. LeBron James is thirty five years old, still chucking it, you know, yeah. chucking that rock, right? Yeah. But um, but I, I do understand your point. But right now, I mean, it's 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 definitely Zion. And and to your point, though, when you look at him right now, it's he can't dunk on people forever. But that's not. What he's been doing, if you watch, if you've been watching the Pelicans, he just simply knows how to play basketball. Well, and I, I don't know. See, I think that I kind of disagree with that. I think that it's more so people are trying to figure him out. That's why I look at it as he they're giving him some open shots here and there. I haven't seen it as him having the greatest basketball IQ for what I've seen. Because I, when I look at John Morant play and Luka Doncic has great basketball IQ, that's we haven't even talked about him. Like he's our because starter. He's so clearly he's, he's the starter. Say, yeah. He's so, so clearly yeah. the starter. Yeah. That's why I thought the other one was a little bit better. But yeah, Luka Doncic is on their level. When I look at John Morant and some of the things that he can do, I look at his basketball IQ and I and I talked about the mentality before. Those kind of stuff really draw me closer to him. Not saying Zion Williams is not going to have it. I just want to see more. If during this run and the restart, he leads the Pelicans to the eighth seed and has a decent showing against the Lakers, then yeah, I reserve the right so you, to change you my want, it's like, you're just wrong. <laughs> so to clarify, you want you want to see how he plays over more games. Right. And you want to see the the leadership capabilities and just how he meshes and just and overall even, And even saying that, I will agree, I'm taking a risk on John Moran. Mm -hmm. Because clearly the 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 player that has the most potential is Zion Williams. Don't get me wrong. He definitely has the most potential, but it's just as far as I'm pretending like I'm a general manager and I'm picking between Tom Brady, not Tom Brady, Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf coming out of college now. Come on. College. Where are you going? Man? Hold on. Hold on. Come Where on. Are you hold going? on. Hold on. Hold on. Coming out of college. They were neck and neck. Let's not act like they weren't. Ryan Leaf was up there with Peyton Manning. They were. So they if were. you were looking at who you want to draft, 
you look at Ryan Lee's raw potential and then you look at Peyton Manning, but you look at the intangibles with Peyton Manning, oh, the guy's a leader. All these little things. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm picking Peyton Manning. And, you know, the rest is history. I'm kind of looking at the same thing with John Morant and Zion. I have not seen that killer mentality out of Zion Williams. I know it, it goes against him because it doesn't really matter to a certain degree because he's so skillful. He's that talented of a player. But I'm really just taking a risk on John Morant. I know his ceiling is not as high as Zion Williamson, but he could be. He could there's, be that there's, guy. There's a couple of things wrong with your scenario. <laughs> One, you said if you're a GM, you're not going to be a GM based on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real with you. You're not. You got to give me a chance. I better then, be O'Brien. Then, what is he like? Okay, you're oh. going to have that? You're going to have that. <laughs> That's not going to help you in the NBA. But more importantly, this is the same guy who we had discussion. I'm not going to say it was. I'll speak with O'Enyi. This is years before the podcast. We're talking about Greg Oden and Kevin Durant. And this is a guy who was defending Greg Oden pick. You, you were defending the Greg Oden pick. I'm starting to believe you would be a horrible GM. <laughs> like, I'm really starting to believe that. Like, for real. No, I, I never said he was better than Kevin no, Durant. No, no, I said you were defending him. Yeah, right, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. say, you, right. you know, we didn't. We knew about Kevin But Durant. we didn't know Greg Oden was going to be no, toilet paper. Like, he is not, he was not See, durable you know, at all. This is the thing. You do this a lot on this podcast. There are people, like, I don't know if Greg Oden's listening. Probably not. But if he is listening, it's like, man, these guys are good. And then you say it, it's like, why? I, I defended the why? pick. That's what I did. But Greg Oden was good when he was healthy. <laughs> was he not? The I think was, I think I forget that. How, how good he was. He was. You called him toilet Because he was not durable. <laughs> 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 but he was good when he was healthy. Don't get me wrong. We all know Kevin Durant is, was a better pick. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, this, yeah. But I'm just, as far as going back to John Moran, <laughs> and say, y'all are murdering me here today. As far as going with those two players, I, I'll admit, I'm taking a risk on John Morant. I just am because I've seen that much more in John Morant, you know, in the sample size that I've seen than I have from Zion Williamson. Don't get me wrong. I could be wrong. You know, I could talk to the owner and be like, hey, man, this song I'm going with. He's like, F you, Oini. We're going with Zion Williamson. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> we, we brought it up so much in the podcast. Can you tell them what your original list was? Because I know our loyal podcast. Okay. okay, okay. So we have Bobo, right? Okay. He's up and coming. Yeah. Right. Let's, let, we, we can do them both. Effort. We'll do both of them. All right. So we have Bobo. We're doing the um, start, cut, and bench. Bobo, Kristaps um, Porzingis, and who did I also have? I think I had someone. Yes, we have Zion Williamson. Okay. So we had those three players. So I'll let y'all go first. I'll go Zion. first, and then y'all can murder me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to do something silly. All right. <laughs> but I'm going to explain it. Um, number one is Zion. He's going to start. Okay. The guy that I'm cutting, let me get to it, is Lowe's boy, Kristaps. <laughs> Kristaps Porzingis. Can, can you say his name, Lowe? Because it's kind of hard for everyone. It's not just it you. Is. It's Kristaps Porzingis. No, no. Say, say what the emphasis you had on episode. Uh, <laughs> what was that last episode? Hey, we did top five. I think it was Kristaps. I think it was an 80. Uh, I think it was 82. 82 or something. Kristaps Porzingis. There you go. All right. Say it with your chest. Um, I don't believe in Kristaps, man. That's just the, it's the, 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 the truth. I don't think he's the truth. And you're, you know why? It's because... I think Luka Doncic, we've already discussed it. Luka Doncic is the truth. Right. He is he's like he is who he says he is. He's a beast. But Kristaps Porzingis, his numbers, he's he really is a unicorn because he's one of those players that you see and you see his numbers you're like, oh, he's a good player. But when you watch him, you just leave feeling like this guy's not that good. And that's how I feel about him. And eventually, I'm beyond confident. If Luca continues on this trajectory, he's gonna go to Mark Cuban like, "Yo, get get this guy <laughs> out of here! I don't want to play with him." And to 
to oh to your point a little bit. I'm picking Bobo strictly on potential. Oh no! Oh, but listen, no, oh. but let me but let me explain though. You see what's but, happening? But, see what's happening. But wait, but this is where you can mark the tape though. This All is right. this um, mark the tape. I'm saying Bobo has more potential than Kristaps Porzingis. I don't believe in Kristaps Porzingis. I don't. Can, I didn't believe in have. him before the draft. He surprised me like he's better than I thought. But I just but you're doing the same thing I'm doing because no, 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 hold on, let me explain no. you why. Because coming out of college or whatever, going to NBA, yeah, Christos Porzingis was projected to have more potential than what Bobo had coming out. So you're looking at the small sample size you've seen of Bobo. You're like, oh no, I'm changing my mind. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> no, but has no, no, more no. potential. From that point, you're right. Okay. But I, it's not just that. When I look at Bobo, the way he played in this this little. I don't know, three, four games during the pandemic. He's not going to play during the season. I think we right, all know right. that. But it's how fluid he looked. Because, I mean, his his dad, God rest his soul, mm-hmm. when you watch him play, it wasn't really fluid. Yeah, you know what I mean? Was, kind of, exactly. Right, That's right, what right. I was looking for. It was very unorthodox. Mm-hmm. But with Bo Bo, he looks like Kevin Durant. You see the way where he, his gathering move, it's just a bigger Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Like, you know when you play NBA 2K? And you're creating a character. Sometimes you go a little crazy with it. You create a seven cent seven, player, seven, like somebody seven. really crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then he's doing all these moves. I'm like, I was Bobo's that guy. Yeah. He's literally that guy. And if I was starting a team, I'd get fired for doing this. I already know that. If I pass on Chris Stapps and pick Bobo, but I would take Bobo because Because you're taking a risk on him. I'm taking a risk, but it's not see, you're saying <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me tell you the difference though. The difference is this. This is interesting. You don't believe you I don't think you believe that. John Martin or Zion, you, you believe in both of them. You think they're both good players. I'm literally saying I do not believe in Chris Christopher Singles. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Well, obviously, uh, Zion's starting. KP's coming off the bench, and I'm cutting Bobo. Bring up some good points. I, I didn't start, I didn't really pay attention much to KP until the whole situation in, uh, in New York and then during the trade process. And yeah. I have to go back and watch a lot of his games. I mean, I, I believe the guy is special. Now, obviously, he's coming, he's still. Overcoming his knee injury, I I, I want to reserve a lot of that judgment until we have a full year removed where he's played a full season after that knee injury mm-hmm. to really see how he meshes with uh with Luca. But from uh from how they were playing after the All Star break and then up until the coronavirus pandemic break, I mean they they were playing very very well together. So I do I do have uh you know pretty big hopes for KP. So, you, but I'll, but I'll take him off, but that, but I'm taking him off the bench just because his scoring is amazing. So I, I need that for my second team. And the thing about Chris Stapps <clears throat> and Bull Bowls, they both already had, they're both big guys and they both already had some injuries. Yeah. But remember, we're not talking about the past. We're talking about the past. It's clearly Chris Stapps. We're talking yeah. about the future. And for me, Chris Stapps ceiling, it's, where do you guys think his ceiling is? I don't, I, I think he 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 is at his ceiling. This is it. This is the best it's going to be. So I well, I you've want him. seen enough from him to think that. But coming into the league, his ceiling was much much higher, and that's mm-hmm. where you're trying to say he's yeah. been a disappointment so far in the league. Well, I will say so he's been a surprise because people didn't like the pick to begin with. They didn't think he should have been drafted as high, and he's been a surprise. But I think we've seen the surprise. It's almost like the Jeremy Lin thing. Okay, mm-hmm. we know who you are now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's better than Jeremy Lin, but my point is he's not getting much better. Right. I think Luca's already pa- – obviously, Luca's passed him up, but I just – I don't see Luca wanting to play with him for long. Right. And be real with y'all. So you had Bobo on the bench, right? No, I had uh, – I'm cutting Bobo. Oh, so sorry, had, sorry. Yeah, Bobo cut – okay. And then KP coming off the bench. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, we're all starting Zion Wilson, obvious reason. We talked about him before as, you know, the potential – um, on the bench, I have to go with Chris on this one. I know I don't agree with what. Yeah, mm. I, I, and that's that's why I put it 
initially there because I want you to look at it from the perspective that you're a general manager. Mm -hmm. And I just have not seen enough good things from Chris Topps Porzingis Mm -hmm. to really put him up there. It's like they're all competing, right? Mm -hmm. They're on your team. You're seeing different things from different people. I, when I sit down with Christoph Porzingis, yeah. I'm, I'm telling him why I'm cutting him. I'm like, bro, I just. <laughs> <laughs> go, go you call me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come, uh, come sit down, Christoph. I'm sorry. Um, I just, I have not seen what you, you look like you could be the most dominant basketball player in the league. Mm. That's what you look like. But in mm. the way it, it, it's happened on the court, it just, it just hasn't translated. Mm-hmm. You're just not that player. You're not that guy. Yeah. And so when I look at that, now, look, we haven't seen a lot from Bobo at all. <laughs> <laughs> we see three or four games. But like Chris alluded to earlier, it's just the way that he plays basketball and how smooth and fluent that he is. It's the exact opposite of Chris Oswald. Even on, Even when at his best, he just has these moments like, what the, what are you doing? He looks, he looks unorthodox. Like he doesn't have that fluency that Bobo looks like he gets it. Right. He already gets on the basketball court. Right, right, right. And when you see that as a, I think as, a, I'm not a GM obviously, but as a GM, I think that's what you're looking for. Okay. You're looking for that quick, um, progression into the league. Like once you put them in there, bam, that's it. And, and that's what I kind of alluded to with John Moran when we that up again. John Moran, like, oh, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. So, <laughs> so, we're, once, so because, we're talking about the eye test. Be, because, because, right, right. Because right. you went to, Bench Bobo, I'm thinking about changing my opinion. <laughs> you ain't a good GM. <laughs> I don't want to be fired with you. Uh, every every dog has his day, man. I'm just I just think that Bobo, his ceiling, and from what I've seen about him getting it all, yeah. is just much higher than Christoph Porzingis. I just I do not believe in Christoph Porzingis right now. I just don't. Yeah, I don't. I can't put it any other way. And, and Lo, I gotta ask you this because we all know you're a Maverick fan. Do you believe in Chris Apps? I, you have to. Top five duo of all time, I, I, you have I, to. I, I do. I do. I do. And, <laughs> he did not tell me. No, he's trying to play you. No, 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 he no. said all time. Yeah, not all time. Come on, man. No, I, I, I believe in him. And I, I, and like I said before, I didn't watch him much with the Knicks. Yeah. So when he was coming to the Mavs, now I had to, I had to pay attention. I had to go back and see how he's playing and, and, and why we're bringing, you know, this particular guy here, especially with – you know, the injuries and all these things. Because he came in with the foot, I think it was a foot or a knee injury. Sorry, it was a knee injury. And he already had the foot foot situation. So I'm yep. like, gosh, paying him all this money. And now he's probably going to flame out. But I had to see how it's progressing with Luca. Mm-hmm. And I think the way they were playing after the All-Star break, that that said a lot. And he's overcoming these things. So I just want to see how what, what, what happens now. Will his ceiling be uh, higher than what it is now? Hopefully, and get to a point where now we're still talking about someone who can, who can, uh, Go back to being an all-star player, mm-hmm. and that's all he has to be. I think. I think some of the positive things that we've seen from Christos Porzingis mm-hmm. is more so as an effect of Luka Doncic than anything. I agree with that. So I think it's going to get to a point to where, but, if they want to get to that next level, mm-hmm. Luka's like you alluded to earlier. Luka's going to see that this guy can't get me there. Yeah. But but here's the thing though, Luka was hurt. I think he missed. Uh, he missed a co- missed a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a KP show. And um, I think they split. I think Luca was out. I want to say ten games or so. They split the game, so they they weren't they didn't go above five. I think they were right at five hundred. Yeah. Um, but that was this time to really you know get back into the groove of things. Um, so obviously, I mean, he's he's uh 
I don't think he makes players around him better the way Luca does. You can put, put Luca around a bunch of scrubs and he'll make them all better. That, that's just what he is. Right. The guy's been playing for, with grown men since he was a teenager. His entire life. Yeah, basically. his entire life. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, all KP has to do is, uh, you know, is continue to mesh. I mean, he has to play a different way around Luca. He can't be who he is. I think this is forcing him to become a much different and better basketball player. Well, I think it forces him to be a scorer. Right. Mm-hmm. And he has to do that. And I just I don't believe he's that guy. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, though. That's why this this conversation is so important, though. Well, at least it's very interesting. Is mm-hmm. We have the bubble. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we have eight games in the bubble. The yeah. Rockets play the Mavericks, I believe, at the, the first game coming in. We're going to see them because the Mavericks, I think they are. I think they're already in the playoffs at this point. Yeah, but I think they're basically in, they're in. Yeah. If they're not in mathematically, they're in. Right. And. It depends on the matchup whom they see in the first round. I'm not going to lie to you guys. If they play a team like the Rockets, Jazz, they can win that series. And then we'll see, is it because Luka is that good? Mm-hmm. Or is Chris Stapps really Robin? If he, is he really Robin to Luka's Batman? And mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to determine right now. Can right. he be that Robin? Which I think is... I don't know. I don't know why I feel like it was such a higher ceiling for Chris Stapps. I would look at him as being the man. But... We're just lowering it down a little bit. Can you be the Robin to Luka Doncic? Mm. And what does that mean exactly? Does that mean can he get to a championship? Because you could be a Robin and never really get over that hump. Yeah. So I I don't know what that. And your question is good because when you have Chris, this is my opinion though. If you have Chris Stapps as your Robin, you're going to need a Robin A and a Robin B. Right. (laughs) You can't just be Robin. You're going to need somebody who's just as good, if not better than him. Right. Right. I agree. All right. So we put them both in there. I didn't think about doing that. That was fun. <laughs> we'll see. You know what I would do though? What's that? I would bench low and I'd cut. <laughs> <laughs> and you would cut over. Trey, Trey you ain't even on you the list, player. You know what happens then though? There's no team. <laughs> Without me, there's no team. I'll just take my ball. I'll take my ball and go. <laughs> oh, you you wanted them. You wanted them. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I hope you enjoyed it. We try to have fun, and we try to bring some passionate sports takes to the table as well. Um, please don't hesitate to subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform. Um, we're also on the radio, Afro Vibes, at 10 a.m. Um, I've been very, very happy to be here. Uh, my name is Oeni, the one and only. I have Lo and Chris here as well. Y'all take care. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.